Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Fangirls Podcast, where two sisters dive deep, deep, deep into beloved fantasy lore, characters, themes, theories, and more. Today, we are doing a bonus Ask Us Anything episode. But before we get into your incredible questions, like always, we do our content warning. So this is an R-rated podcast, like the book Fourth Wing. You'd think that two sisters answering questions wouldn't be rated R, but I'm here to tell you that I'm going to be sharing the Tinder story, and it is not rated R for the reason you think it's going to be rated R. We also talk spoilers, everything from the entire Fourth Wing book, Iron Flame excerpt, and speculations, and of course, anything else from Rebecca Yars is on the table. I think I'll also add in there might be some other, maybe some Akatar spoilers. We'll say them beforehand, but just be be alert on that if you have not read Akatar. And we have many of Fourth Wing questions coming at you, so you have been warned. If you have not read the book what are you doing here go read the book and then come back we will be here when you're finished and lastly before we officially dive in if you haven't already please 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 give us that five star rating on whatever platform you're listening we have really big things in store for this podcast. We have a lot of stuff coming up the pipeline, so you have no idea how much those five-star ratings help. Also, subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you listen on is incredibly helpful. Without further ado, let's dive into these amazing questions from you all, this unbelievably cool community. And with that, first things first is, wow, we did not expect to receive this many questions. (laughs) Holy moly, there is no possible feasible way that we can answer all of them in one episode. We are dividing this actually into two episodes. We are saving all of your theory and prediction questions for a second episode in a few weeks. This episode is going to be focused more on Nicole and I, and I'll say like some fun fourth wing conversation here. And many, many, many of you all asked many, many, many similar questions. So what we're going to do is as we credit people to the questions, we are going to credit the person who we first saw the question from. With that... Question number one. This is probably the most popularly asked question, and that is, we're going to credit Jesse Cook underscore. They asked, who is the older sibling? Lexi, I am the older sibling. I am 32 years old and I'm three years older than Nicole. So she's 29. We did have someone because we shared a screenshot of our texts on our Instagram stories yesterday, which by the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, we're sharing a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff on our story. So definitely give us a follow. But someone responded back and they're like, I love that she's named little one in your phone. I didn't notice that my name is little one in there, but it makes sense because you've called me little one since before yep. I can even remember that that's my biggest nickname for you. Yep. Little one. <laughs> and then along those same lines, Rach Cole 102 asked, have we always been this close? I'm going to start with the point blank of no, <laughs> absolutely not. I was like, we don't have an outline for this. So it's like, all right, Nicole, what's the answer? We had a sisterly relationship growing up. We fought like sisters. I tried to steal all of your clothes. I ripped the heads off your Barbie dolls. <laughs> no. Okay, we need everyone. I love my Barbies. I was a Barbie girl and she ripped the heads off of every single one of my Barbies. And I'm still upset about it to this day. But anyway, <laughs> I guess we've moved on. I'm so sorry. Do we need to go to sister therapy over this? Not right. Let's call this our sister therapy. And the thing is, we were just really, really different growing up. Yeah. We were just complete opposites. But by that, Lexi means that she was the cool kid. No. She was really cool and smart and did like all the AP classes and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't. I was all of the opposite of those. Well, and Nicole was much more theater oriented. She Mm -hmm. was the performer and the extrovert between the two of us. And I was definitely more introverted. And it wasn't until I went off to college. That's really when Nicole and I started being more connected because we had more things to relate to, you know? Yeah. 
boyfriends, you know, moving moving out of mom and dad's house. And then I visited Nicole when she was a freshman in college. And I would say that I, I said this actually in my matron of honor speech at your wedding a few months ago. That was really a turning point in our relationship yeah. and how much closer we got. And that was what, 10 years ago. And we haven't gone back since. You know, we were working on the episode five outline right now. And when Mira and Violet see each other in Montserrat, they like run to each other and like start gabbing and screaming. And it's like, I remember us having that moment when you came and visited me. I really do think it took you and your clothes moving out of the house for us to actually have a relationship because I, I'm pretty sure clothing was the main cause of our fights because you'd be like, Nicole, where's my shirt? And I'm like, I'm wearing it. Gosh, yep. We, that that was... still happens. Somehow, somehow we don't even live together anymore and it still happens. I was wearing your shorts yesterday and I was like, huh. <laughs> Margarita on TikTok asked, what do you all do besides the podcast? Nothing. This is our life now. <laughs> That's incorrect, but it feels like that's real. Right. I am a stay-at-home mom, first of all, to my one and two-year-olds. By the way, we've had a lot of other moms reach out in their comments and our DMs. And just shout out to you, moms. I see you. You're awesome. You're doing amazing. I also am a freelancer. I had been a marketing leader in B2B, and then I've gone part-time now. And then obviously this too. We were not expecting this to like become a full-time job. And here we are <laughs> spending all the time on this podcast. So I actually own my own business. I am a coach for high achievers and perfectionists and I help them with goal setting, productivity, business management, all that kind of stuff. I mentioned it might have been on like episode one or something like that. I do actually host another podcast that's under that business. It's called Imperfect Success, which is all about helping high achievers, procrastinators, perfectionists, and everyone in between with goal setting, productivity, all using neuroscience back techniques, which is really where my background as a coach comes from. It is very different from this show, but if you're any of those things, go check it out. Like I said, it's called Imperfect Success. It's pretty awesome and so much fun. All right. And as we're talking about podcasts, Mac Mayo 13 asked who first had the idea to start a podcast. So this really has two answers to it. The first is that this was always kind of in the back of my mind for a while. I love deep dive podcasts. And I was always frustrated that most of my favorite books, like I've mentioned a few times, I come from like a YA background, you know, like Hunger Games, Selection, all that kind of stuff. I was always frustrated that my favorite books didn't have anything like this. So it's always been in the back of my head of like, oh, like what if? But then one day after a 45 minute, I kid you not, 45 minute divulging of shadow and bone to my husband, he was like, Okay, so um, why don't you start a podcast about this? And I never told him that this was an idea of mine. And I was like, absolutely not. No way. This is my hobby. I will not like make this a job. You know, having another podcast, which is very much part of my job, it was hard to see this being something that was more hobby driven and not immediately putting on the entrepreneur business hat with it. So when Lexi started getting into these books as well, I like jokingly, totally jokingly, I was actually kind of hoping you wouldn't jump on it, mentioned it to you one day. I see. Okay. So see, I, I have in my head that I like kind of joke to you like, oh, we should start a podcast about this. You know and what? You, you were actually like, might. And then I you think were you're like, right. right. I, of course I'm right. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. And, and you like jumped on it where you're like, wait, but seriously, like, oh, shut the front door because we actually I think Because here, here's what I think it, it took. When my husband and when I was thinking about it and I was like, oh my God, absolutely not. I was thinking of it as a solo show. And I was like, I will not do that. Like, I love my own solo show on Imperfect Success, but like doing that with this would have been oh, way, been so way too much. It would have been so hard. And like, plus then you don't have the banter. We don't have the inside jokes as easily. So the second that you were like, 
hey, like, let me float this idea by you. I was like, this is what it needed. It needed a co-host. It needed my best friend who's into these books as much as I am. We danced around it for like a week maybe a week and a half of like, oh, maybe I don't know. Like maybe like tops a week and a half. I'd say it's probably closer to the week. But one day we were just like, okay, screw it. We're doing this. Absolutely. And the next thing we knew, we were designing cover arts in Canva. We were talking to ChatGPT about names for the show, which yes, it did come up with. No, it came up with Fantasy Fanatics. But we decided on Fantasy Fangirls because Fantasy Fanatics was taken everywhere. And it was very tied with like fantasy football. Stupid fantasy football. Yeah. (laughs) I've had several people wonder if we're like, this is like an OnlyFans sort of thing. And oh, it's like, God. No, 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 no. Not that kind of fantasy. Like nerdy fantasy stuff. I think maybe a month and a half ago when we started casually talking about it. Was it even that long? No, it wasn't even that long ago. It was about a month and a month ago tops. Crazy. Next up is Mia.Peterson99 asked, what's next for the podcast after Fourth Wing? We got this question a lot. We're going to do Iron Flame immediately after Fourth Wing. And then after that, we're going to take a little holiday break. And then we're going to jump right into Akatar. So we are going to do a Court of Thorns and Roses. And it'll probably be about two months there. And then we'll move on to Mist and Fury, et cetera, et cetera, with continuing bonus episodes sprinkled throughout, maybe featuring a few other books or interviews, maybe something along those mm-hmm. lines. And we want to be very clear. We're starting with A Court of Thorns and Roses, and we are going to have it like be covering, you know, foreshadowing for the entire Akatar series. Because yes. I know some people are reading the book in preparation for us covering it in January, which fucking blows my mind. That's amazing that you guys yeah. are doing that. So please know that we are going to be starting with Akatar, but it will be diving into it as a part of that five book series. Know that if you are pre- preparing, read the entire series before you start book one. Christine Soans asked, what has been your favorite thing about starting the Fantasy Fangirl podcast? I'll start this one. So first and foremost, like without a doubt, first and foremost, it has been you and I laughing, texting. If I don't hear from you a hundred times a day, it's a light day for us, I think. (laughs) So that has definitely been top. The amount of laughter and joy that we have shared together through this experience already is just I, I love it. I can't, I've never felt closer to you, but like hands down. Me too. And I think I know where you're going with this, but the two-parter is that the fun that we are having has just poured into what we're doing. And so many of you love it too. And the community that literally popped up overnight, we cannot emphasize enough how exciting that is, how, how much fun it is to connect with all of you and hear your theories and your opinions and which quadrant you would be in and all of that. It has been so much fun. I, like I'm still in disbelief that that this Same. has happened. Yeah. And like, it's become a part of my morning routine of like, okay, getting up, grabbing a cup of coffee, and then spending about an hour answering emails, answering DMs, answering comments. And like the fact that that is so prominent, I, I've i never experienced anything like this. And to be able to talk with you all is, both of us obviously being able to talk with you all is unbelievably cool. Nicole, man, we have very different morning routines just because I, I got kids. <laughs> well, I don't have kids. So I have like, I like turn on the fireplace. I like Oh, stop rubbing it in. <laughs> So one thing that has one thing that I will say has been a little overwhelming is making sure that we credit people accordingly. We are all working with this same source material and a lot of people have the same ideas and we want to do justice and make sure that the correct person is credited when appropriate. You have no idea how many theories, how many websites, how many comments I like get all just starts blurring together and I don't 
want it to because I want to give people the right credit and I can get a little hung up and overwhelmed on it just trying to do the best thing there. And please know that like that is going to continue being a a value of Lexi and I's as we continue on through this and we're going to do the best we can but we do ask that we're human at the end of the day. Some grace is, is, is always appreciated. So Kim Kim asks what books got you into reading and what book got you into fantasy? Well I mean like you know I, I was that kid who would after I was supposed to go to sleep I'd have a flashlight on and like be reading until you know one o'clock in the morning. So when I just think about like what books got me into reading. I remember the Magic Treehouse books. Does anyone else remember those books? So that's, you know, like as a little first grader, right? And then of course, Harry Potter. Um, We talked about this on our intro. We are both like duper Potter heads. Probably not a surprise to any of you listening. Is That of course got me into fantasy. That got me into reading to a whole new level. Even as an adult, when I was in a reading slump, I go back to Harry Potter and that kind of helps me get out of that slump again. Mm -hmm. So I do have a Harry Potter confession and that is growing up, reading was really hard for me growing up. I've never been fully diagnosed dyslexic. However, I have a strong inclination that I at least have mild dyslexia. So it was always really hard for me. It was always a very anxiety-driven task. When it came to Harry Potter, I remember, you know, you and I'd go to the midnight premiere and all that kind of stuff, but it was so hard for me to read the books. So I actually watched the movies thinking that that was like a, a major air quotes, substitute. And so for the longest time, I thought that that was just the story. I thought it was the movies. But it wasn't until the pandemic, so 2020, when I actually fully sat down and listened to I listened to the audiobooks of Harry Potter all the way through it changed me fundamentally as a human being I've now listened to them I can't even tell you how many times all the way through we are a force to be reckoned with at Harry Potter trivia Lexi and I it's actually we are quite amazing but for me reading as a whole when I started getting into the personal development world which is my other job I started reading like nonfiction like crazy and it's definitely taken a back seat <laughs> past few months for sure and I'm fine with that but I always did really like YA like the selection and the Hunger Games were the first books that I actually stayed up late reading because I needed to know what was happening next now as for fantasy I will say probably Shadow and Bone was like my gateway drug I watched the show for the first time in January and then I immediately read the books all the way through like three times so that was a long long period of my life but in July I remember I was laying out by the pool and I was like you know what like, I keep on hearing about this, like, A Court of Thorns and Roses book. It's about a wolf. Let me check it out. Like, let's see what that is. And when I say, like, it fundamentally changed me as a human being, I, I cannot stress that enough. Like, my life has not been the same since I picked up that book. So that, I'd say Akatar was the one who really got me into the new adult fantasy. Because we're separate asks, what are Hogwarts houses and Patronuses? Hey, well, we're already talking about Harry Potter. So I am a Gryffindor and I had to actually take the Patronus quiz last night because I couldn't remember what my Patronus was. And I got a stoat. S-T-O-A-T. She texted this to me and I was like, what the fuck is a stoat? <laughs> I had the same reaction. I was like, I, I don't know what this is. So I Googled it and quote, the stoat is an opportunistic predator that moves rapidly and checks every available burrow and crevice for food. And I have never been more seen by a Wikipedia sentence in my life. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, <laughs> I'm a stoat. <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now. I'm going to get you like a little stoat stuffed animal, whatever that looks Do like. Do they make those? <laughs> Etsy. We got to find it on Etsy. Oh, man. Oh my so my, mine is not quite as hilarious as that. In fact, I actually disagree with my Patronus. So my Patronus is a wild cat, according to the official Pottermore website. And 
I am allergic to cats. It's like, okay, like I kind of get it, but I, in my mind, I'm more of a, my Patronus is a horse. I, I definitely mm-hmm. connect more with that. And uh, my Hogwarts house, I am a Hufflepuff, definitely. 100%. With some Ravenclaw, with some Ravenclaw in me, but I am definitely a Hufflepuff. I'd say we're both like wing Ravenclaw. Like if we're going Enneagram, we're like both, you know, Griffin, I'm a Griffinclaw. L underscore Sander 13 asks, what fictional universe would you love to live in? And we're just going to go ahead and say, if you have not read the full Akatar series, skip ahead five minutes. I cannot believe I would ever say anything besides Harry Potter, but after Mist and Fury, like yes! I think I need to live in Valaris. I, like I want to be a high fae with some really awesome powers, a sexy bat boy mate, and just live in Valaris forever and ever. Like that sounds fantastic. I have the same answer. Don't get me wrong; it would be awesome to attend Hogwarts. Maybe yes. in a year that Harry Potter is not in attendance. Well, and similarly, I don't want to be in Valaris when the King of Highburn is banging on the front doors. I I would want to attend Hogwarts absolutely. For sure. But then you just kind of go back into like a world where you're hiding your magic. And I want to just let it all out at this point. So like Valaris is just magic. I did not think anything could get better. You know, spring court, everything's like blooming. It's nice. I love spring. Spring's one of my favorite seasons. And then you get to Valaris and you're like, "Mm -mm, nope, I'm good. This, I want this right here. I want to taste the food in Valaris so badly. I can't even tell you. Ashley emailed us asking, what does our family think about fantasy fangirls? My husband, Brett, is quite literally freaking out for us, like in the best way. He told me this last night. It was really cute. He told me that his breaks during the day, he's refreshing our TikTok and taking screenshots of where we're at. He's so cute. That's so sweet. I love him so much. And he's like, I mean, you know, obviously with the show taking up a lot of time like we have really long outlines I'm doing all the editing for the show so you know he's really been such a rock of like okay what can I do for you what can I do for you what can I do for you which I I cannot thank him enough for it everyone give a huge shout out to Brett because he's carrying this household team right now and then when it comes to like mom and dad I don't know if they fully get they're in Europe right now so like keep that in mind so they're kind of distant from it but like I don't know if they fully it fully clicked for them of like what's starting here if this is all just such a new world to yeah. I, I'd say to our parents and like I, they're they're so proud of us we are we have a very close-knit family yes. we are very open so they are so supportive and so happy and and they're like you know bragging about it to our aunts and uncles and I've had several I didn't know that oh yeah like Aww. I have no idea how many of our family members are listening to this like I pretty sure it's more than we might think Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Please, if you are an in-law or a cousin or be aware before you listen to next episode, because I am going to be unhinged next episode and I'm afraid to look you in the eye at a family reunion. So there has been just an outpouring of support. And then and similarly, you know, my husband, we got two kids like these recordings, like he is so good about making sure that the kids are taken care of, that I have quiets, you know, for the recording and all of that. So it's just been so much support from every single angle. Yeah. It's awesome. Crazy Page as has someone already requested the tender story? Thank you. Quite a few of you did request that and I love every single one of you. So Nicole, <laughs> take it away and I'm just going to mute myself because I can't stop laughing. I want to just go ahead and say that if you are squeamish, please do skip ahead. This was back in like 2016, I believe, 2016, 2017. I was in Chicago. I was single. I was living my best life and I decided to go on Tinder for the first time and I matched with this guy who is a lead singer in a 90s cover band that was like 
pretty Chicago famous. Like they were well known in the Chicago concert scene. We start talking, we start dating and a few dates in, I'm at one of his concerts. I'm with one of my girl pals. We're up at the front. We're dancing. We're having a blast. And Shania Twain's man, I feel like a woman came on and the girl energy the like girl energy that came out of my body like a rainbow vomiting into the world erupted from me when that song came on. So I'm dancing harder than any person should ever dance to Shania Twain. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I am on the ground and I'm staring up at the ceiling in this concert hall and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like I was dancing and now I'm on the ground. And my roommate is like, Nicole, get up. You are in embarrassing yourself he is right there we're in the front dancing by the way he is right there Nicole you are embarrassing yourself and I'm like I can't stand I don't know what I cannot stand and I realize my hand is covering my left knee I unveil my knee and it is perpendicular to my body like imagine just like a limp leg hanging around and I'm like oh fuck this is my worst nightmare so the entire concert hall stops the concert itself stops and I start to get a huge crowd of people surrounding me and I'm just staring up the ceiling and I'm like a lightning bolt. God, Jesus, please, whatever you can do to just kill me now. This is my worst nightmare. I hate this so much. And these two nurses come like they're wasted, by the way. These two absolutely wasted nurses come up to me and they're like, it's okay, girl. He's not looking. Don't worry. And I'm like, he totally is. I'm staring up at the ceiling. I'm like, please just don't look at him. Just don't look at him. This is terrible. I hate it. He's still on stage because he's like has no idea what's going on so eventually the paramedics come they load me onto a stretcher I am still staring blankly at the ceiling just wishing for death they load me onto the stretcher I high five the lead guitarist on the way out of the concert hall and I get loaded into the stretcher on my way to the hospital they set my knee back I'm in a like full-blown leg brace for a long time but here is the best part of the story Apparently, there was someone in the very back of the concert hall that noticed everyone starting to, you know, crowd around. And he was like, I wonder what's going on up there. And he comes up, sees my knee, runs to the bathroom, tries to throw up, ends up passing out, busts open his chin, starts bleeding out on the floor, and a second ambulance was called for him. But here's here's one of the funny things, because I ended up meeting him, because I did continue dating the guy. He was actually very sweet. He came over the next night with like a bottle of wine and pizza and flowers, and he was like, what happened to you last night? Like, are you okay? And it was, it was very sweet, so I do give him a lot of credit for that. But it turns out that guy who passed out was one of his friends, and I met him several months later and he has like this huge like stitches marks down his chin and he's just glaring daggers at me I'm like I'm sorry so that is my one and only experience with tinder and I never went on it again ever as a sister like you know like I I feel bad for laughing so hard because like you were actually very very hurt but it's just like the story just kept getting funnier and funnier when you first told it to me and I was like I think I actually like might have peed my pants so it's just like oh my god first of all like are you okay good okay now I can laugh about this what a wild experience and then not after not long after that I reconnected with my now husband so here we are it all everything worked out (laughs) thank you all so much for asking that I hope I hope you found that as funny as as I did as the sister so Guy underscore asked who is our favorite fourth wing character I have one one guess for you Nicole who's your one guess Zayden obviously 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 it's your favorite of course it is Zayden I will say backups are Taryn 
and Riddick because I love the comedic relief from both of them but Zayden is like in a category of his own in the stratosphere and that will never change my favorite I think might be Violet I've said before she is one of my favorite female lead characters like for instance I I prefer her over Farrah in Akatar so I I, really yes I will get into all of that at a later time but I do really I, I really love Violet she you know, can be a little bit annoying sometimes as a 20-year-old horny girl would be. But I really do love her and her perseverance. And Andarna is a very close second. Mm. I think that Andarna, I'm only going to fall more and more in love with her as we go on in the series and learn yeah. more about her. Pages of Sydney asks, what would your dragons be? Tail, color, etc. This is another one that we got a lot. I would probably have a green dragon. I love how they're the most reasonable, the most intellectual. I would vibe with a green dragon. As far as which tail, I'm just going to go with the dagger tail because they're so badass. I knew you were going to say green. I knew it in my heart and soul that you were going to say a green dragon. I fucking knew it. Wait, what are you? What would yours be? I think I know. Do you want to guess? What do you, what do you think, think it's going to be? Red or blue. No. No. Those are both vicious. I don't think I'd want a vicious dragon because then I'd just be trying to people please it all the time. That wouldn't work well, so well Well, then would you me. also have a green? I did think green at first, but then I was like... But what about a black dragon? You would want to, oh, as, as after I list every other possible color, oh yeah, you would want a black one, huh? I, I know I sound like such an ass and such like a, mm, I'm a Gryffindor, mm, look at me, my black dragon. But like the more and more I read about the different dragon kinds, I was like, I just connect so much more with the black description because it's cunning, discerning, and smart. And those are three things that I would really value in a partner, partnership like this would be. I think I would probably go with Clubtail. For no other reason, just then it sounds like something that you can like, wha-pow, wha-pow, like people out of the air, which sounds pretty cool. Like giant so, hanging balls. Sorry. I have- <laughs> My husband sent me a video of, I think it was a college football player who was doing a national interview. And he said, yeah. And then they like really come hard. And he's like, <laughs> and it's like he realizes he's laughing at his own joke on national TV. And it's like, OK. My husband's like, see, that's you. Oh, that is me. <laughs> Your legacy lives on. Giant hanging balls. Oh, man. Garrett asks, what Hogwarts house would each of the fourth wing main characters be in? This was fun. So let's start with Zayden. I am going to go with Slytherin. He's, yeah, I think he's our morally gray guy. What? He's Slytherin. I could not disagree more. Because he's not ambitious. I would 100% go to Gryffindor because bravery, helping others, chivalry, those, uh, see, here's the deal. I was going back and forth between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw for him, actually. However, I ended up going with Gryffindor because of the 107 spots Uh, on You know, now that you say that, you're, yes, you're right. I'm thinking more recent. He would be a Slytherin. I, I'm go- I well, will we'll die do- on that hill, but yes, I, I will concede mm, Zayden is a Gryffindor. I don't know if Rassan's a Slytherin, but we'll debate that on a later date. What about Violet? Oh my gosh, I have been so torn between a Gryffindor or a Ravenclaw. So I'm really curious to hear what you all think too, because like it, it's got to be one or the other. I am going to stick with a Ravenclaw who kind of becomes a Gryffindor, but she is that Ravenclaw at her core. And I say that because she uses her intelligence to help her with her courage. It's like her her Ravenclaw fuels her Gryffindor. And that's why I'm going yes. to say she's a Ravenclaw first and foremost. We had very similar head debates. The reason I did end up also going with Ravenclaw is because wit is such a huge part of Ravenclaws and she is witty as book just like thinking about how reciting knowledge calms her down now I will say this 
She does give off major like Hermione Granger Gryffindor. Exactly. Which is where it does get a little like muddied because if she was like a Hermione Granger style Gryffindor, because Hermione, spoilers if you haven't read Harry Potter, Hermione, when she was under the sorting hat, it was going back and forth between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. She was a hat stall, which means that it's more than five minutes. I have a whole rant about the sorting hat ceremony because it is really long, you guys. Like I did the math here, but. (laughs) She was. She was one of the very few hat stalls. Neville was almost a hat stall. Peter Pettigrew was a hat stall between Gryffindor and Slytherin. McGonagall was also a a hat stall between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. That all checks out. And I think that Violet would also be a hat stall. But I I do think going with Ravenclaw eventually, because to your point, it's her Ravenclaw-ness that fuels her Gryffindor. Yep. Should we do Dane? Do you want to say this together? Okay. We have to have the same one. There's no way we do. Okay. One, One, two, 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 three. three. Hufflepuff. (laughs) No, I am going to go with him being a Hufflepuff. He's more of of a Zachariah Smith Hufflepuff, but he, I would put him as a Hufflepuff. He would never consider himself a Slytherin. He wouldn't now, consider himself a Slytherin, but he is so ambitious where he will cut down other people to get ahead, but he doesn't realize it. That's not a Hufflepuff thing. I think that it's all about what we value with our house choices and what he values is all of that. Now, because again, we know some pretty dickhead Hufflepuffs, so they're not all, you know, fuzzy and wonderful like me. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I can see a Slytherin because of the ambition, but I am going to stick with my Hufflepuff answer. I think we're going to need to agree to disagree on this one. And members of this community, we need you to rise up to the occasion <laughs> and tell us which one you think it is. Who is Dane? Is he Slytherin or Hufflepuff? Now accepting answers in our comments. Oh, I'm please. so going to get added. <laughs> Now, here's what I will say. There are definitely dark puffs. Like, there are a lot of dark puffs out there. So I'm not saying that every single Hufflepuff is, like, you know, cute and cuddly. But I do think based on values of Slytherin, like, ambitious cunning, that tends to feel more Dane at his core to me. No, no. He is the toxic boy next door. Toxic's doing a lot of heavy working there. (laughs) I really hope we can agree on this next Hufflepuff. Liam. There's literally no way there would be another answer. Right. Like, Liam is a Hufflepuff. You know, when we were citing favorite characters, Violet is first and foremost, but gosh darn it, Liam is really, really up there. I'm rereading and I just like highlight almost everything that Liam says because I just just want to give them a hug. I love him so much. All right. What about Taryn? I had Ravenclaw for Taryn. I put that too. Yep. Yeah, okay. he would be a Ravenclaw yeah. for sure. He he feels very Ravenclaw, which is another reason why I think him and Violet work so well together. Yep. Now, I do think he does have some Slytherin tendencies. I think every dragon might have a Slytherin tendencies, except Andarna. Well, speaking of which, Andarna, which would you give? I would put her as a Gryffindor for sure. Really? I said Hufflepuff for her. I think she's just so spunky and just wants to jump in and, and help and be in the middle of the action. She really reminds me a lot of you in that way. Oh, uh. that's the nicest compliment <laughs> I've ever received. I personally had her as a Hufflepuff because, you know, Hufflepuffs, they, they value like hard work, patience, loyalty, which to me and Darna is loyal to a T. Now, she does give me some, you know, like Neville Longbottom vibes, which, you know, I'm assuming Neville's hat stall was because they were going back and forth between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. No, so actually the the hat really wanted to put him in Gryffindor, but he was refusing Gryffindor. He didn't think that he deserved Gryffindor. And so it was literally the hat having to convince him which house he should be in. 
Oh, that's going to bring tears to my eyes. I, God, right? I love Neville so much. But okay, so I do definitely see Gryffindor for Indarna. So I actually, I might concede on that one and go Gryffindor with you. And then last but not least, we have Rhiannon. What did you put for Rhi? I, I put Gryffindor. I put Slytherin. Really? Yes, because but- I, again, I'm going back to the, the ambition in Slytherin, I don't think can be understated. I have dear, dear friends in my life. Two of my best friends, actually, besides you, are Slytherins. And it's not because they're evil in the slightest. It's just because they are highly, highly, highly ambitious people. And I think that Re definitely has tendencies of that. Now, do I think it comes from an evil place? Absolutely not. It comes from a place of like excitement and joy and, and that, you know, but, which do, mm, that does give a lot of Gryffindor energy. So I, I hear what you're saying. And I think that because of how much she goes out of her way to help her friends. Yeah, like she like she helps Violet every single day on the mat like they are absolute best friends and are always there for one another even if it's not in their own best interest in that moment I can see that slippery slope there so I'm noticing there's no Slytherins on your list do you have anyone in mind who would be a Slytherin in the fourth wing universe Zayden was but no you conceded you conceded and gave me Gryffindor for Zayden so I won't take that (laughs) not not out of any of our main characters no uh, Imogen, Imogen is definitely a Slytherin. I'll say oh, Imogen that. is for sure a Slytherin. Absolutely. Yes. L. Underscore Snyder asks, what songs do you think would be on Violet and Zayden's playlist? Oh, Nicole, take it away. I actually called in reinforcements to answer oh my this gosh. question. One of my dear, dear friends, Brittany, she's the, one of the Slytherins I just mentioned, is a genius when it comes to matching book, especially fantasy with music. And so I, I texted her and I was like, hey, like I have this question that I'm going to be answering and I want your opinion on it. And she sent me a curated playlist (laughs) that was so perfect that I used a lot of songs from that some songs of my own and it actually combined into a whole fourth wing by fantasy fangirls playlist that I'm going to link in the show notes I just want to go ahead and actually shout out Brittany because she's also a many 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 award-winning fantasy artist I have one of her digital art collections in my office and it's a dough that is definitely not at all a Patronus TMTM but it is totally wink wink a Patronus I have that same what she gave that to to me as well when my son was born because he has a Harry Potter nursery and I love it. I have it it's amazing. Yep. She's so talented. You can check her out. She's at Torres Fantasy Art on Instagram and I'm going to link that in the show notes because she's just incredible. But right off the bat, some Zayden and Violet songs because I think that there would be many of them. Power by Will Chaplin, Kiss or Kill by Stella Cole, Another Level by Criminal, Dark Side by Neoni and Dirty Thoughts by Chloe Adams are the five that immediately come to mind. All of these are on the playlist that I'm going to link in the show notes. However, I need to also call out that Violet's song, you cannot convince me otherwise. Violet's song is Could Have Been Me by the Struts. I will die on this hill. Thank you very much. And Dane's song is Go to Hell. I have a Zayden song. This is my one oh my contribution. God. And and I have a story behind this after I'm done. X gonna give it to you. Uh, gonna give it to you. Uh, <laughs> and I think you and, and I, I might agree to disagree on that. <laughs> my son's name is Xander with an X. And so my husband had that song on my labor place. And and. Things got a little hectic, so we didn't play the playlist at labor. But oh my gosh, as we're pulling out of the hospital, he just starts like playing the song, you know, like not blaring it because there's a new baby in the car, but like enough. And it's like we're like just rocking out, like leaving the hospital with this song. Good core memory right there. (laughs) Meanwhile, my song for Zayden is Monster by Willie Echo. And it's also on this playlist. If Just go to this playlist and listen to it on repeat. It brings me so much joy. I actually worked out to it this morning. And I'm not going to lie. It was one of the best workouts I've ever done in my entire life because I just imagined I was training for the gauntlet. 
Emthal asks, what is our favorite chapter in Fourth Wing? I totally know what yours is going to be. Go ahead. I couldn't choose, so I am going to list off three in no particular order. Number one is the outpost where Zayden and Violet speak into each other's minds for the first time. I love that chapter because it's like it's like boyfriend girlfriend for the first time, and Zayden's flirting with her and like really kind of like leaning into that, and it just like <gasps> makes my heart go crazy. Second, again in no particular order, is actually threshing because her bonding with Tarn and Indarna is such a beautiful moment and also getting the added like bond and the added mates and all of this stuff it just it really took the book to a next level for me and then obviously obviously it is chapter 32 I will listen to that on repeat I'm going to also throw in an honorable mention and that is the kiss scene which we're covering in episode five I have probably listened to that chapter an unreasonable amount of times (laughs) unreasonable but it is just it for my for me it's such a well-written kiss scene and chapter 32 has one of my favorite lines in all of smut literature and that is she says oh gods he says which god are you calling out for because it's only me in here and i don't share and she says you i'm calling out for you and this is my favorite part i appreciate the elevation to deity but my name will do (laughs) so good oh man i have very different mostly different answers obviously (laughs) not that I don't appreciate those parts Uh, actually threshing now that you say that that actually is probably my favorite part as far as like plot moving forward and character development and kind of like a fun plot twist there so that's definitely up there I really love the battle sequence now my least favorite part of the entire book which is Liam dying that is also in that part so I am not including that in that chapter stretch in fact I was listening to it when I was at the park with my kids yesterday and I just skipped over Liam dying I was like nope not crying right now nope 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 I I love how the battle sequence is Mm -hmm. written out I think that it's really really well done keeps you engaged and it's not like too overwhelming like you know like I I love Lord of the Rings and and whatnot too so those are a little different battle sequences I I really did love Violet really coming into her own and that part there and just like the twists and turns and the gas the lore drop that the venom gives her on the back of Taren I cannot wait to talk about that there's so many theories around that I can't wait I'm pretty sure that we're just doing like covering the battle in a whole episode right yeah I think you're right So, so those are my two favorites thrusting and the battle last but certainly not least Kristen s asked what would your sister's signet be so we got a lot of people asking what our own signets would be but this one sounded really fun to guess what each other's would be Lexi I'll let you go first okay so I I really struggled with this and also we're going off of signets that we know about right yes, now yes. right yeah they're kind of pulling pulling from the library here I think for you I would have you be like Professor Kaori with your projection interesting yes and I say that because you are such a fantastic storyteller and you have just such a great you're such a dreamer you know like and you actually do like take your goals and your what you want to do and you make them happen and I think that that just really honors you as a person is bringing images and what you see in your mind to life like that <laughs> it's so nice. My answer is maybe. <laughs> so for you, I actually am doing this solely for your husband, Jake. Oh, no. And that is, I would guess your signet would be summoning. That's what point for myself. <laughs> because Lexi is always running around the house being like, where are my glasses? Where's my phone? Where's my da-da-da? Where's my da-da-da? And I'm like, if, for Jake's sanity, I would give you the gift of summoning so that he can stop hearing that from you. I, I like efficiency. I need like things yeah. like right here, right now. So I think that that can tie into my trade. Oh my God. What would you put for yourself? Well, 
I have no idea, to be honest. Like you bring up really good points and I'm I'm so flattered and appreciative. I think that summoning would be so nice for the, you and I are very efficiency driven. I think that's just a product of our upbringing. So I think that like that would be nice for the efficiency aspect. But like, I don't know if that really aligns with like me and my character. I think that mending, mending probably makes the most, I like making people feel good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that was going to be my second one, if, if not projection. This was so Fun. I cannot wait for the next one of these. This was so much fun. Me too. And, and again, if we did not get to your question, we are so sorry. It is nothing personal. We got completely overwhelmed and we are so excited to continue answering some of your questions in social media posts. So keep an eye out for those. And of course, we are going to do a whole other AMA episode all on theories and predictions because that is just a whole other ball game that we are so excited to get into. We will probably be answering less questions because we'll be diving into like our thoughts and our opinions and probably debates and everything like that. So we're really, really excited. You guys will hear coming up when we're going to be planning that episode because we'll do we'll do a call out for your theories. But if you have submitted a theory question, we do have it written on a master doc somewhere that we'll be picking from. Sweet friends, that's all we have for today. As always, if you're not already, please give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok. The main party is on TikTok, but behind the scenes stuff is on Instagram stories. Like Nicole said, we are at Fantasy Fangirls Pod on both of those platforms. And like we said at the top of the episode, please, please, please rate and review view the show on your podcast platform of choice. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. It is really helping us so much as we plan what's next for fantasy fangirls because we did not expect to be planning what's next for fantasy fangirls like this. And and we're really excited what's coming down the pipeline. But those rating and reviews and subscribers help more than you guys could know. And we love you all so much for if you've already done that. Thank you. But last but not least, the most important top of the tier is share with your fellow fourth wing friends share it on your instagram stories we've seen a lot of people doing that recently shout out to my fellow moms who are taking the stroller out plugging it in i i see you i love you so much those messages make us so 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 happy and just yeah you guys whenever you send us a dm and an email and comment please know that like we feel so loved and supported and everything and we are getting to the point where as much as my morning coffee sessions are trying to get to all of them and Lexi's trying to get to all of them in between kids and work and life we're not able to respond to all of them but please know that we love them please keep them coming it means so 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 much to us to get y'all's messages and of course stay tuned for Monday we are going to be dropping episode five just so you all know episode five is covering chapters 21 through 26 if you want to read in preparation for the show all right thank you all We love you. Bye.